and now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Pluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Press Podcast. Uh, it's good to be back. This is the post-Christmas episode. Uh, we're refreshed, we're relaxed, uh, but Zach, you're dealing with something uh, a little bit a little bit crazy here in your church, man. You want to tell us about that? Oh, yeah. We were just sitting down in the studio here on the day off. At Gut Check at, World Headquarters. You know, it's one of those days I got the day off Monday, and, and you know, our kids are playing downstairs because they've got they have school. Ted, you've got the day to, to kind of chill. We had a shareholder's breakfast this morning. Shareholder's breakfast at Sophia's Pancakes. Delicious. And then I get a call that somebody broke into my church. And stole a keyboard, and, and not like a musical keyboard, like yeah, a Casio yeah. keyboard, like, like, a, like, a, like the kind of keyboard that people are always trying to give away on FreeCycle. <laughs> right, right. And like a 9,000-pound, 40-year-old flat screen, like the first ever flat screen TV. So like, I'm filled with kind of angst about this, Yeah. Um, but I'm also kind of like, I, I'm, I'm surprisingly not dealing with, with anger, because I just, I'm kind of sad for the person who would do that, so but what, then be that dumb. So what I'm hearing is that whoever absconded with this uh, with this equipment is going to do some really heavy-duty computing circa, like, 1999. But without right? the computer. Wait, oh, yeah, but without, of course, <laughs> right. without the computer. So they're going to do some typing? Yeah, yeah, I guess they're going to practice their typing. It's okay. probably what, this is someone who needed to practice typing. Dude, I mean, not to get too, like, Sherlock about the whole thing, but I, <laughs> I feel like we really need to be looking at, like, typing instructors. You know what I mean? Because yeah. this sounds, this to me just says classic... You know, kind of high school typing instructor probably teaches a little drivers out on the side. Maybe coaches a little, you know, JV football. Go, I, the, goes the, by the, the uh, yeah the the nickname like the the villain name Quirty. Dude, stop! Uh, I yeah. love it. I love it. Stop. Well, before we get too deeply into uh, into solving this mystery, which we undoubtedly will, because that's that's something as a company that we that we hold in high regard. Uh, something else we hold in high regard as a company is uh, energy drinks. And the the review, the sampling, uh, just kind of delving into the world of energy drinks. The process. And we've got a really, really special treat for the listeners. Um, Something that we're going to do live on the air today. And by live, we, of course, mean taped Mm -hmm. here in the studio. And on the air, of course, we mean two guys in a dining room talking into a blue box. That's right. So what we're going to do, we're going to make the SodaStream version of the energy drink, and this we're going to test diet. it out. Diet yeah. energy drink. Okay, diet energy drink from SodaStream. So, Zach, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh-huh. This is your SodaStream, and, and, and making soda for you is kind of a passion. So, yeah, that's the ice tinkling in the tumblers, the waiting for that. Now, um, let me give a little background on this, Ted, yeah. because this, this was a Christmas gift. Speak to that. <laughs> Share your heart. <laughs> but it was a Christmas gift to me last year. Okay. And so I remember... stood the test of time. I right? remember you mocking me. And if you, you know, uh, I, don't like the, I don't like, I don't like that mocking. word either. Yeah. You, you were teasing. Okay. And, uh, and, and I remember Ribbing. one of your, one of your, pre- <laughs> uh, one of your, uh, <laughs> your predictions was that I would use it like four times and then it would just sit there and never get used yeah. again. And I got to tell you, man, I've used it almost every day since last Christmas, Christmas so, 2013. So let me explain SodaStream if you're, if the listeners aren't familiar. SodaStream, basically, uh, what you get is soda, um, which is much like the soda that you would just kind of pull out of your fridge and start drinking, <laughs> except that there are three or four steps, 
and several minutes of waiting to get you to the point where you can actually drink it. So that's kind of the appeal of SodaStream, right? <laughs> and it that costs, it's, like, it's like soda, but it's yeah. more difficult. It costs like 18 cents per, per liter or something like okay. that, though. So it's really cheap. So it's good stewardship. This is like a... It's that, yeah. It's well, kind of it's a Dave Ramsey thing. Yeah. And you, you feel kind of like a grizzled kind of dad figure, which we all like to feel like. Yeah. And then also, there's the environmental thing. There's no cans involved. It's a passion of yours. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know. Actually, the, after this, um, and before I go check out the state of the the crime scene, I'm actually going to walk along uh, Saginaw Highway and and uh, pick up trash. And then, no, I'm not. I've done that though. I've done that. Okay, and we're getting off topic. Let's uh, let's, let's do make this. some soda. Here, here's what I'm going to describe to you is is uh, what we're looking at. It's the Soda now, Stream the, apparatus. The syrup? Do I see all the ingredients here? Or? I didn't bring the syrup. You didn't bring the syrup. I didn't. This bit just got a lot less interesting. <laughs> so what just happened there? For you, what for you, listener, was just like a moment, momentary blip, was me and Ted uh, going to Walmart. Oh. That was depressing. And uh, buying a, uh, you know, I'm surprised Walmart carries a, a high-end, you know, kind of... Yeah, luxury item like Tony this. Tony drink like yeah, the... Yeah, high-end... Uh, Soda Stream Diet Upscale. Energy Drink, naturally yeah. and artificially flavored soda mix, is what this is here. Fantastic! Yeah, we it was a uh, it was a nice trip out. We have this dynamic within our company where sometimes Zach will toss me the keys to his car and make me drive, and then he'll yell at me for not driving fast enough. And, uh, and for the route you take, and for the route I take, and just for generally a lot of driving related things. So oh, you smell uh, it. Let's start with oh, you smell yeah. the concentrate. Dude. Literally, you're smelling 50 liters of wow. Nice nose on that concentrate. Like, Here. like if you. What are you getting? Like, it's yeah. basically like when you walk by the perfume section of Macy's, right? And right. you're just like, I can't breathe. Or it's like when you walk, when you drive by like a like a factory, and they make, <laughs> they sort of make like plastics or, or some other industrial thing, and you and you you, you get sort of lightheaded about it. Um, that's or, what or I'm getting. Or if you huff paint. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, right, I right. don't do that, but right. I imagine it's more like this. Uh huh. All right, so. Here's what you do. I've got, I've got this. This is now undoubtedly lukewarm water. Okay. Got some water in the soda stream. Ted, why don't you do the honors, man? Push okay. that at the top. Now, and what add, am I doing here? Tell, you're talk carbonating the, the water. Yeah. Put three. Now you want to get. You want to push in. Okay. Several bursts, and you you have to hear three of those horrible. <laughs> keep going. There you go. Again? No, we need three of the the okay. blasts. Keep going. No, keep going. There. Oh, two more of those. One more. All okay. right. Making soda. Oh, I wish we could hear that. Let's hear that again. Okay. Oh. Oh, and then look at that. Oh, yeah. you know, it looks like magic. It does. It is magic. I mean, not as magical as just walking to your fridge and starting to drink the drink, but... But you can't, you can't buy this. It's a different kind of magic. All right, now we're going to measure this out. And, and note how this looks like kind of a, a miniature version of the top on like a Tide container. Yeah. Same factory. <laughs> same stuff. Many of the same actually. ingredients, probably. <laughs> All right. I like to put a little more than they tell you to put so that it's just it's stronger. Yeah. And that's what you can do if you make your own soda. You can you can control those sorts of things. Yeah. It's, oh, and I don't have the top. Oh, yeah, I do. Here it is. Okay. Yeah, it's it's customizable. <laughs> yep. So the syrup goes in. 
So say you drink that, what's that one called? Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> you can't control how much. No. How Coca-Cola you have no it is. You no control over the recipe. All right, then you want to turn it upside down and just kind of... Yep, gently mix the ingredients You don't together. want to shake it, though. No. No, no. This is good radio. And by radio, I, of course, mean us. I'm ready. We mm. pour you a nice stout. Here we go. That is the sound of Soda Stream energy drink being poured. And it lo look how it looks like yep. the commercials for, like, actual drinks. I'm going to let it just it. breathe here in the glass for a minute, and we're going we're gonna to drink together. How about a toast? Yeah. To gut check. To, to the new year. To freaking gut check. Yeah. All right. Mm. All right, Chad, let's get your reaction here. You know, Zach, this is, um, this is straight down the fairway, straight down the middle, you know? Uh, there's nothing fancy about this. There's no bubbleberry. There's no sorts of no sneaker you know, smell. new sneakers smell or, or taste. To me, this is just good, solid, good old American, like ma pa, apple pie kind of energy drink. You know what I'm saying? This is vintage. This is a retro kind of energy drink This experience. is a throwback to the beginning of the energy drink industry in the late 90s. That's right. That's yeah, right. you know, I, I have a hard time commenting on it at all because I drink uh, a half of a liter of this every day. Okay. So, uh, so you're a loyal uh, consumer of this this brand. Yeah, to me it tastes like not having a headache. Okay. Because like, when I wake up in the morning, I always have a headache. And then when I drink this, I don't have a headache. So, so, you, so it tastes sort of like chemical dependency to you. It, right! That's, that's, that's another the way word to say I was it. looking for. Yeah, it tastes like um, harmless addiction. Harmless addiction. Well, bottoms up. You know what, Ted? Yeah. What if you and I started our gut check energy drink company mm -hmm. and called it, wait for it, harmless, harmless addiction. addiction. I love it. I love it. You know what? That'll be in the works. We'll uh, we'll share that with the uh, with the shareholders at the next quarterly meeting. All right. All that? right. Let's do it, man. All right. Another uh, segment, another recurring segment that we have on the show that I think people are really enjoying uh, is the the randomizer. And yeah. What the randomizer does uh, each week, each uh, each episode, it finds uh, a random tweet by Rachel Held Evans, which we then read on the air uh, with no commentary, and we just kind of let the tweet speak for itself. Right. So No reaction whatsoever. No reaction whatsoever, because we are mature media professionals, and uh, we just kind of let it speak for itself. So, all right, here we go. Fire up that randomizer, Zach. And here we go. This is a, a tweet... From Rachel Held Evans, read uh, completely deadpan without inflection or commentary. Well, I missed the Rob Bell show last night because we don't have OWN. What were your thoughts? <laughs> now, my, my reaction that you just heard was it was just confusion because I don't know what OWN is. I don't either. What? What? Can you what, look it up on your okay, devil yeah, let's look it up. devil box there with the? Oops. Yeah, let's look it up. If you, since you can't see, Ted has a, uh, a iPhone that has access to the interwebs, and it has one of those uh, hipstery. Uh, I look like a cassette tape, like cases, um, because Ted is the consummate hipster, mixed with the consummate jock. <laughs> exactly, he's oh, a propster. Here we go. I've got, I've got OWN, Zach. OWN is the Oprah Winfrey Network. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it is. That's real. That's a did real you, thing. Did you make up that tweet, or did you add that to the tweet? Add what to the tweet? That it was on OWN? No, that I was in the tweet. 
That was in the tweet. It was on. It really said, "I missed I don't have, the yeah. Rob Bell TV show pilot <laughs> yeah. because I don't have the Oprah Winfrey network." Hard to believe that standard cable packages don't come with the Oprah Winfrey network. That's a shame. Oh my gosh! You know what? We you know what I regret right now. What? Having established the rules that we did for yeah. uh, that segment, but mm -hmm. there, there it is. It's it's already well. But here's the thing: we're not commenting on the tweet itself. We're commenting now. We've moved. We've moved to commenting on the OW and the Oprah Winfrey now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, what format do you think that show takes? I don't know. I is bet it it's a, like a talk show, or I bet it's a talk show. Yeah, there was talk a while ago about kind of a uh, uh, sitcom. Wasn't mm. wasn't there? Like, yeah, there was. There was there was going to be a Rob Bell sitcom. I wonder what ever happened to that. <laughs> Boy, what do you think it would take, Zach? And and you know what? I'm just talking here, so feel free to shut this down. What do you think it would take for our show to get a a copy of the pilot script for the Rob Bell <laughs> sitcom and just do do a table read? Probably just a call to Frank Turk. I'm guessing. I don't know. Let's do let's do that. Let's see if we can uh, we can put the wheels into motion, get the gut check army uh, out there and working to get us a pilot of the Rob Bell Show script so that we can read it on the air. Yeah, a nice Dramatically. little a table read. Oh, that would yeah. be... Wouldn't that be great fun? If you know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. Or if you know the guy who behind the guy behind the guy. Or if you know anybody at the Oprah Winfrey Network. Right. Or if you're, or if you're if Oprah, if you're listening. Yeah. Then, yeah, send, send it, just send it over to uh, podcast at gutcheckpress.com. Fantastic. All right, Zach, the last thing I want to talk about today, and this one is, uh, is a little bit more serious. It's near and dear to us here at the company. Uh, I want to talk about fiction uh, because tell the audience what we have going on uh, here at Gut Check for the new year. A new project, but an old project is the thing. Here's the thing, Ted. When, when you and I uh, – here, why don't you top your, your mm. drink off there? When you um, and I were uh, – Ted and I have done a couple of these conferences. we got another one coming up here where we talk to people about what it's like to be – um, do we have another one coming up? Yeah, at that library. Oh, in, that's uh, right. When is that? that? That's in March, and it okay. sounds fun. Oh, right. Um, but we talk about what it's like to be guys who uh, have some books, you know, in bookstores. Ted's got a million of them. I've got my second one coming out soon. You know, that are that are published by traditional houses, but then also to have uh, kind of the uh, ultimate punk rock uh, indie. Uh, kind of micro press niche market thing going on mm -hmm. and how 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 that can be done uh and and i wish that we had kind of conceived of this before the last one we did because this would have been a beautiful thing to highlight this mm -hmm. is why gut check is beautiful man yeah talk about because it. we had a book that, that came out uh called the beauty, beauty and the, the mark of the, of the beast. beast uh ted say a little about that that book there Beauty and the Market of the Beast, uh, the subtitle was A Dispensational Thriller. And what it was, uh, it was a novel. It was a full-length novel written by committee. It was written by four people uh, initially. And it was sort of a round-robin format where I would write a chapter, Zach would write one, the other two people would write their chapters, and we would just kind of you know, mash them together just as a, a sort of fun experiment. And um, it, it ended up being you know, kind of a satirical novel in the, in the vein of Left Behind, which wasn't satirical. Intentionally. But, yeah, but it but was kind of funny unintentionally. Right. Ours was funny intentionally. And uh, and we put this thing out and really didn't sell a whole lot of copies. So what you know, we're going to... When I ran the numbers for you, yeah. you were surprised that it had sold... Uh, it had it had made us some some money. It had, yeah. It, it wasn't a, it wasn't the flop we sometimes joke that it was. It was kind of a slow burner. But it wasn't the the uh, kind the of smashing success of like the smoking book, right? Or, or kind of Christianity or younger wrestler reformer. reformer. Right, okay, I'm right. sorry to interrupt you there, sir. Go ahead. No, that's okay. So so what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do for the new year uh, is kind of retool the book. 
And in, in the vein of, and, and kind of as an homage to uh, some of these uh, uh, in times novels of the past, uh, we're changing the title. Uh, we're going to put in some new chapters, kind of rework the content a little bit, and re-release the book. Uh, because I think it's some of our funniest writing. I think it's some of the funniest stuff we've ever done. Uh, because it, 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 it frees us to create characters, to write dialogue, and to do all this stuff in a longer form that we don't normally get to do. Yeah, and, and there's you write this stuff. Ted, I've seen, I've seen some of your uh, manuscripts that have been marked up by editors. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, if if I'm uh, writing a blurb or endorsement or whatever, right. and and Ted, your funniest stuff sometimes is just a little too edgy for the Christian book world, and and Gut Check allows your your funniest stuff to remain untouched, un unmessed with on the page, um, and and so yeah, I'm really excited about the whatever Beauty and the Mark of the Beast is going to be called. Yeah. Which let's talk about some titles, haven't we? Uh, we've kicked around a few titles. I don't know if you remember. I was always pushing for Enraptured. In Ra- I the like last that. one. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Martin came in with Beauty and the Mark of the Beast, and and uh, was that, that a Ronnie was, Martin idea? That was Ronnie Martin's. Wow. In fact, Ronnie was That's a soft. little bit uh, raw that we didn't thank him in mm. the in the book mm. for that mm-hmm. title. Well, we can thank him in the second edition. Even the, though we'll be like, the thank re-release. you for the the former title. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the title that we're no longer using. <laughs> And, and you know, what? what's really funny, I think, uh, is the Larry Norman thing that we were talking about earlier. Uh, the play on, I wish we'd all been ready. What was yeah. that? What was that, Ted? Uh, maybe we were a little too ready. Which really, I think... <laughs> it's a long title. But... It speaks to where our characters are at, though, in the, in the book, because they're way too ready. And they're way too kind of eager. Right, for... right. Yeah, and not so much ready for the actual return of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, in that they're, they're like living faithfully, but more yeah, no. really, really ready... For all of the the crazy geopolitical stuff that these end time scare movies have told them to expect. Yeah, exactly. Now, would it be crazy? And you know, feel free to cut this out because I'm just kind of dropping. This we don't cut now. things out, do we, Tim? Um, no, I mean we the don't. trip to Walmart. But exactly, would it be crazy uh, if I brought the lactate over and I read a little bit of the new content? Oh, I, that is, yeah, crazy like a fox. Crazy like a fox. Well, let's do that. This is the sound of me getting the laptop and bringing it over uh, so that I can. Of our new book, our new old book, as it our were. new old book, a new old dispensational thriller. That could be the subtitle. All right, here we go. This is the sound of Ted taking a while to bring <laughs> up the. Uh, I haven't heard this yet, have I? Or is this not the? Uh... No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read some of the stuff that you have that you have read. Uh, this is a chapter to be determined, called "Ironsides" is more than just a cool sounding name. He still drinks Sanka which is a sick coffee substitute product that comes in a can and is sold wherever you can buy work gloves and oil filters. (laughs) The thing about Reverend Lewis Ironsides is that even though he is the successful self-published author of a book entitled Exactly How to Look and Exactly What to Say If You Want to Marry My Daughter Carol Ann, which was the first and heretofore only release from Ironsides' small publishing company called Head of the Household Press, (laughs) or H-O-T-H-P, Logo, the ship Ironsides, which Lewis Ironsides thinks is pretty cool. (laughs) It was part of a spate of books that spawned a new Christian literary genre called Controlling Father Lit. (laughs) He still thinks the name of the genre is condescending and uncharitable. But so the thing about the Sanka is that it allows Ironsides to feel grizzled and blue-collar, even though he is, in many ways, the kind of pampered, middle-class, comfortable pastor he used to smugly look down on. (laughs) But here's the other thing. He secretly really likes it. The comfort, not the Sanka. <laughs> he likes having paid off his half-ton Chevy Silverado. <laughs> and he likes the fact that he's paying cash for Carol Ann's classes at the Christian Liberal Arts College 
that he feels isn't conservative enough. He's planning a sequel entitled How to Arrange Your Daughter Carol Ann's Marriage Without Looking Like You're Trying to Arrange Her Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Ann isn't a literal character per se, he says, trying to sound thoughtful on a radio interview that actually wasn't a radio interview, rather a podcast which Ironside <laughs> Skyped into. She's more of a pastiche of any number of single, vulnerable Christian girls. He googled, the world, he googled the word pastiche right before the show. <laughs> he had to download and configure Skype earlier that day, and as a result, never fixed his computer's webcam in such a way as to not make his neck look fat. <laughs> he obsessed about that for weeks. He is also the kind of guy who tells people that it was a radio interview, even though it was just a podcast. It isn't about arranged marriage, he tells the interviewer. It's more a situation where a Christian father is there through every step of the courtship process, including but not limited to interviewing male suitors and rejecting certain suitors based on a variety of factors, including but not limited to height, broadness of shoulders, income, theology, and extended family. I reject the notion that what I'm doing is arranging marriage. <laughs> Wasn't that the title? How to arrange them? <laughs> I call it just being involved. I call it just being involved. Ironsides has been celebrated in conservative churches throughout most of the Mid-South, where his message of uber-involvement has been described as, quote, a breath of fresh air by an enthusiastic audience of middle-aged men with teenage daughters. <laughs> Ironsides thinks Carol Ann is wasting her, meaning his money, taking college courses. We're just going to skip that step completely, he tells her one evening, as she pours over a biology text. Which step is that again, she asks, yawning. She knows the answer already. Hence the affected yawn, which is not because of fatigue, but is sort of a conversational technique meant to alert her father to the fact that she's bored with this particular rhetorical thread. <laughs> he, of course, misses that completely. Ironsides is a literal guy and has never been particularly adept at reading or administering subtext. <laughs> administering <laughs> subtext. The one where you have to go to college to find a good Christian man to marry, he replies, because it's my duty to find you one, and it's a duty I cherish. Duty. She yawns again, and the burlap of her modest jumper rustles a bit as she rearranges her figure <laughs> on the pleather sofa. If there's anything that Carol Ann Ironsides hates, it's the word cherish. It's always struck her as saccharine at best, creepy at worst. <laughs> You're yawning a lot, he says. Tired? Must be all the hours I'm wasting studying, she replies. He flops onto the pleather sofa next to her and fires up an action movie that he ordered special from a niche company that takes out all of the nudity and cuss words, but leaves in the violence. <laughs> the company is based in Colorado Springs and is called Wholesome Values Action Films. He is a minority owner in the company, but has never been to a shareholders meeting. <laughs> nice. And that's the end. So just a little, uh, a little taste of a character named uh, Lewis Ironsides, who's going to be a part of this whole kind of unfolding drama of uh, what they think is the second coming. Yeah, right. Well, what they're trying to create to be. What they're be. trying to create to be this kind of sensation. Yeah, yeah. That is that is beautiful, man. So the book really isn't, It's and we want to be clear about this, it's not a mockery or a satire of dispensational theology per se, but really kind of the, the, the furor and the hubbub and the marketing around uh, the rapture. Which, which comes up around almost any uh, phenomenon in the church. Yeah. Given long enough, somebody will make an industry out of it and it will get... Absolutely. Way out of control, yeah. So we're having a lot of fun with this, and uh, we really don't know exactly when it's going to be done, but uh, the writing is going well, and I would I would anticipate uh, sooner rather than later. Absolutely, yeah. Keep your eyes open for To Be Titled. To Be Titled, uh, a forthcoming release by Gut Check Press. Nice. You know, I think that uh, that kind of wraps us up for today, man. Baby, great episode, and uh, I really enjoyed the Soda Stream Energy Drink. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a war horse. It is a war horse. You know, this is the... 
This is old faithful. You know, this is old yeller. <laughs> it's yellow. It, it is. <laughs> With that, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Gut Check Press podcast. Have a great day. Lang's on.